Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, Season 2, Episode 21, The Wild Wild West with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and PHF news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink and download the Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website, run in your phone, and Smitty will tell us again about how you can sign up for ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, you can sign up for ESPN+. Plus. Uh, you can watch the Bruins on ESPN+. Plus. You can sign up at InsideTheRink.com. Uh, on their website, you go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. I have ESPN+. Plus. I love all the out-of-market games, hockey, college hockey, soccer, college basketball, and much, much more. So sign up for ESPN+, Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. You absolutely want to sign up for that because I think you can get like the SWAC conference uh, championships oh, yeah. right now. Sure, yeah, and all the all the uh, college basketball you could ever want in yeah. the next uh, you know three four weeks. Yeah. yeah, the college basketball tournament's getting right into gear right now, so perfect mm-hmm. time to sign up. Mm, absolutely. Uh, all right, it is time now for our week in review. Yes, it is. And on February 23rd at Seattle, it was a win, a 6-5 to five win over the Kraken. The Bruins somehow find a way to win this game. Didn't really deserve it. Turnovers all over the ice. Porous defensively. Some bad luck. But all of it, it came, comes out with two points in the end. Good teams find ways to win when they don't play well. And the Bruins are a really good team. And te- these two teams traded goals all night long. Neither team could hold a lead. The Kraken take a 5-4 lead with four 10 to go and you think that might be it but less than a minute later Brandon Carlo of all people ties it up near the net and then Jake DeBrusque with a tip with about a minute and a half to go and the Bruins hang on for a little revenge victory over the Kraken. Yeah it was a nice win Uh, you know a little bit uh, all over the place Uh, you know some bad luck and so forth but uh, overall a really nice win uh, on the road in and uh you know traveling and all that against a pretty good uh cracking team so we'll take it first start yeah. of uh you know it's always nice to get off to a good start on on a road trip so you you know get that win number one out of the way and then you know looking to uh have some more success yeah, it didn't look so good in the beginning uh the Kraken had beaten the Bruins of course snapped their uh, their winning streak at home back in January uh, and then uh, were very difficult to beat again in Seattle, but the Bruins found a way. And then two days later on the 25th of February, went to Vancouver and got a three to one win over the Canucks. The Bruins jump out early with two goals in the first, played a very good first period. I thought power play goal for Lindholm and a filthy rush by Brad Marchand cutting right to left and shoots back against the grain to score. But the Canucks get one back in the third to make it a game. Uh, and the Canucks actually outplayed in the last couple periods, I thought. And then uh, a moment in history, a goalie goal for Linus Allmark iced the game. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it honestly seemed like a little bit of a risky move. He had a bunch of Canucks guys kind of bearing down on him. But when you have, you know, 45 or whatever wins and eight losses, you can take a chance <laughs> sure. late in the game sure. uh, against yeah. a shitty team. So uh, he did. And uh, by, by God, was it a beautiful uh, – it looked like almost like a perfect saucer pass. Like it was just – yeah. Right over everyone, landed perfectly, dead center of the net. Just an yeah. awesome, awesome thing. The, 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 I think even the Vancouver crowd was kind of in awe, kind of yeah. pumped. The Bruins mm-hmm. bench was ecstatic. He goes through the line to high-five everybody on the bench. That was fantastic. It was, it was just a great scene. Uh, first Bruins goalie ever to ever. score. In the 98-year history of the Boston Bruins. Pretty cool. First. Bruins goalie ever to do it. Ninth time it's happened twice by Ron Hextall. Yeah. Uh, once against, uh, I think once against the Bruins. Yeah, I, I think believe. it was because I think yeah. Cam Neely said he was on the ice for that because they asked him uh, <laughs> after the game about Allmark. Uh, and he's like, uh, I, yeah, Sophia, I think, said, have you ever seen one of these? And he just said, yeah, I was on the ice, <laughs> on the ice for one of them. And when you're on the other, on the other side of it, uh, it's not as much fun. 
uh, as Quinn Hughes can attest, because he slapped that puck about a hundred miles an hour uh, after uh, after he pulled it out of the net. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty exciting, pretty cool thing to uh, to happen, and and uh, kind of the cherry on top of what what seems to certainly be uh, apparent as a Vezina candidacy for Linus Allmark. Sure, it just it, it definitely uh, puts him, uh, gives him another little notch on his belt uh, heading toward a Vesna, uh, and now a Hart Trophy discussion, which we'll discuss in a bit. Uh, February twenty seventh at Edmonton, a three to two win over the Oilers. Connor McDavid gets his fiftieth goal. He scores two goals in the games, but the Bruins' depth was the answer. Thomas Nosek, Nick Foligno, and Pavel Zaka all with goals. It was again not the Bruins' best effort, but found a way to win. Puck, puck management issues have been kind of the story for large stretches of this game and also in previous games to that caused some problems for the Bruins. Dmitry Orlov back on his natural left side playing with Charlie McAvoy picks up two assists, his first two points as a Bruin. Garnet Hathaway also gets his first point as a Bruin with an assist on Thomas Nosek's goal. A uh, good team win against a desperate Oilers team coming off a bad loss to Columbus. Uh, and the Bruins are the first team to beat all 31 teams in the season ever. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's pretty it amazing. Really it, is. it really is that, that that no one's ever done it before, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I mean the the Bruins are just like this whole season has been a series of you know records and and tying things and breaking things and uh, just uh, just an unbelievable season to to watch and and talk about and and be a part of. So uh, you know I hope it continues well 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 into uh, late May and June. I think the, the, the season recap video they send out at the end of the year will be about uh, six seasons long because they have so many things to cover over this, over this season. Right. And it's almost, it's almost you know, you, you want to enjoy this and you, and you t- keep telling yourself to enjoy it, but they're still looking ahead to the playoffs saying, please don't screw it up. Please don't screw it right. up. You know, and that's, and that's kind of in the back of everyone's head. But if you could just sit back and, and enjoy it, it's really something we probably will never see again and haven't seen, obviously in the 50 years that we've been alive yeah you know you can't i mean it's you just you just don't see this uh you see this once in a lifetime if if at all yeah so unbelievable um, you, know, you have to uh you have to sort of um you know enjoy it while it while it's here mm-hmm. february 28th uh at calgary fourth game of the trip uh and a four to three improbable win in overtime Dmitry Olof and Linus Allmark came out white hot in this one. The rest of the team was fast asleep, tired, fatigued. Nick Foligno gets banged up in the second with an apparent lower body injury, did not return. He will be out the next game as well. Allmark, franchise record 54 saves in the win. The Bruins get completely dominated, outshot 57 to 20. Uh, And the Bruins somehow find a way to pull this one out. Bruins didn't deserve to win this one at all, but Allmark did. They finished the trip 4-0, have won eight in a row. The resilience of the team is unreal. Um, and they could have quit and probably should have and looked <laughs> like they were going to, uh, but somehow find a way. And, and most of those 20 shots were in the last, you know, three, four minutes of the game in an overtime. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at one point they were being outshot 39-9. to uh, it was nineteen to five in the in the first period, and for some, and somehow they were up to nothing. I mean, yeah. they just uh, like they didn't have anything in the tank. There was nothing there. Um, you know, a couple of uh, nice individual plays by Orlov, a nice rush down the middle, snipes one on Vladar, and, and then he gets a you know a slap shot goal off a face off win. Uh, but but run of play five on five, they had nothing. They they just sure. didn't have anything all night long, and and. You know, um, Calgary, you know, gets the first one. You could see it coming. Gets the second one. You're like, oh, they're in trouble now. Gets the third one. And you're like, okay, you know, wrap it up. Let's go home. You know, it was a nice trip. Three and one, you know, and and they just claw and claw and scratch. And they, they get the third goal on the power play. And then, you know, both goalies in overtime were fantastic. Uh, Markstrom made some unbelievable saves. Allmark, you know, had been unbelievable all night long. And uh, and then a uh, great play by by uh, off a of faceoff win in their defensive zone. Marchand drives the puck to the net. Uh, McAvoy a nice little kind of uh, force in the corner to keep the puck alive. And then Marchand out front to Bergeron, who makes a great kind of no look pass after kind of faking a shot to slide it over to McAvoy, who buries it. And and it was just uh, almost as exciting as the 
as the goalie goal because they had no business at all winning no. that game. None. No, they, they didn't. And that last play, you know, it says a lot about the team in that at the very end of a night where they just didn't have anything at all, the last, you know, 13 to 15 seconds of that overtime, Marshan makes a, you know, a really hard play to the net. McAvoy stays in the play, uh, and then Marshan fights to keep the puck, gets it out in front, and, you know, that, that last play is sort of indicative of their resiliency yeah. as a team and it was uh, it was a great play and you thought I thought the same thing you did when it went three to two I thought this is going six to two and we're flying home soon <laughs> yeah like that that's that's it it was I thought it was going to really explode on them and they hung in and it was just incredible um, all right, Seven Chirps, uh, and it's sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewing and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. You can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them at Lops Brewing on social media for new beers and events. Chirp number one. Boy, Fabian Lysel better be as good as people say if the Bruins don't make a big move and don't win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 better be because um, you know there's a lot of people that were saying, oh, we can't trade Fabian Lysel for Chikrin, or we can't trade him for for Besser, or for you know this guy or that guy. Uh, so he better pan out. He better pan out. Uh, and it looks right now like Georgie Merkulov is having a better season in Providence than Lysel is. So uh, that'll be interesting to see um, what happens with him as well come uh, sure. next season. Sure. I, I think Merkulov will have a really good chance, especially if Bergeron and Krejci do not come back next season, mm -hmm. to be in on the roster as a center next season. And it's good that Merkulov and... Uh, and uh, Lysel have, have a chance to play together, mm -hmm. develop some chemistry, so that maybe that translates to the next level as well. But this is going to be a – well, it all, I guess it's all dependent on what happens at the end of this season. If the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, you may see you know, a bunch of guys gone mm -hmm. you know, and, and sort of a, as close to a rebuild as they, as they could have. If they go deep and don't win it, you know, maybe they try it again. You know, who, who knows? Um, all right. Uh, trip number two is a big trade involving the Washington Capitals. Dimitri Orlov and uh, Garnett Hathaway and Svetlikov, <laughs> a wild prospect that was thrown in playing in the KHL. Yeah. For, uh, for Smith, Craig Smith, the first in 2023, a second 2025, and a third in 2024. The Caps retain 50% of Orlov's salary. Minnesota retains another 25% of it. A creative trade. And the Bruins give a fifth in 2023. Your thoughts on the trade? I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love it some more. Uh, I think both of those guys are exactly the type of guys uh, you want. Um, Hathaway on your bottom six, um, just a pain in the ass to play against. You know, mm -hmm. I, I said before he went to the capital, uh, before he went to the capitals that I wanted him on the Bruins a few years ago. Um, right. And, and uh, you know, when he was on the capitals, I hated him because he sure. did, he, he plays on the edge. He plays a borderline dirty game. Um, but those are the type of guys you want on your team. Um, when it's really physical in the playoffs, he's going to stand up for guys. He's going to hit guys. He's going to make guys think twice about going in the corners against him, uh, in, in playoff time. So he's exactly the type of guy you want in the bottom six. I think he adds a lot of depth to that group. He, he has some offensive touch. He's fast. He's big. Uh, so all that plays really well in the playoff time. He has experience um and then you get orlov who's won a stanley cup with washington uh number one d on their team played a ton of minutes has offensive upside he's a left shot d who can play with mcavoy so i think that's a that's a huge win uh i'm i don't love the fact that it's a rental but maybe uh, with some cap maneuvering you know maybe he's a guy you can re-sign and and if you can do that then the trade is uh, is an a plus it's an a right now if, if they re-sign or love somehow uh, a plus like knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you can sign, re-sign or love, you have your top four D set 
Um, you know, you can you can probably trade a Grizzly, and you can probably get rid of some guys and not resign some other guys to make it work. Uh, uh, we'll see if that happens or not, or maybe he takes a bridge, likes it here, takes a one year, or or does something creative with his contract. But for now, already paying dividends. Orlov's been terrific, and Hathaway has been you know noticeable in the first few games, and like you said, the type of guy that they need um, a gritty pesky borderline dirty guy yeah. that uh, that adds a little bit of you know a little bit of edge to their to their roster which is great and i think it's a great move and to have 75% of the contract retained is another good move from sweeney and again he continues to just crush the the pre deadline deals i mean it's just uncanny how many he's gone he's done extremely well with like home run trades that that's a pretty good segue uh heading into chirp number three it certainly is and chirp three is don sweeney has turned the following eric Halla, ryan donato craig smith anders bjork euro vakaninen john moore two first rounders seven additional picks into charlie Coyle, taylor hall hampus lindholm pavel zaka dimitri orlov and garnett hathaway wow yeah Wow. Yeah. I mean, the guys that were traded, I mean, Hall is decent. Smith is over the hill. The rest of the guys, like Bjork, Donato, uh, Vak, and Einan, John Moore was dead weight. Like, wow. This is, it's this a, is astounding. It's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that really is knocking it out of the park. I mean, there's no, there's, even for his trolls and all the people say, Sweeney, yo, you fucked up the 15 draft. Like, even for those people, you have to admit. I mean, looking at this, you have to admit. Unless you're just, you know. Yeah, you're a fool. Yeah, yeah, unless you just are just so against Sweeney that you can't, you know, you can't see the forest through the trees. Like, mm-hmm. you have to admit that yeah, that he's done really well with these with these moves. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he's done incredibly well. I thought the Terrell Hall move was probably the best of the lot, but this one with Orlov, especially if they resign him, could be right up there too. I mean, just, I mean the Lindholm, the Lindholm thing is a is yeah. a fantastic <laughs> trade because that, you know you get him signed to an extension for six and a half instead of you know seven or eight or whatever what the going rate sure. is for for number one guys now. So uh, that looks like a steal right at this point. Sure does. It sure does. Um, so yeah, he's been, uh, as far as trades are concerned, and I think he's gotten better at his job as we've gone. And like you said, the trolls just don't want to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So they'll keep, they'll keep at it in some fashion. Uh, there's still people out there saying he needs to do something more. If, you know, if I'm going to give him any credit, like, I mean, come on, dude, like half the roster is, is built on a bunch of crap. He gave up to get, to get really like all-star level players. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just insane. Um, all right. Chip four. Do the Bruins now have the deepest decor in the national hockey league? So that's tough. <laughs> thinking tough? about thinking about other decors out there, you have to go to Carolina. I think mm-hmm. they'll they'll yeah. give you a run for your money. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think it might be them. I mean, Carolina I with with Slavin and and uh, and uh, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, oh, Burns, Burns, right? Yeah, um, yeah. They they just signed uh, or traded for a Gossip Bear, so yep. add him into yep. the mix. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So they're they're right there, I think. But I I think you could probably give the Bruins the the edge overall. I think you could. Yeah, I, I think so too. And and I think that you know if you can put out you know Orlov, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, that's a really good top four. It is as much as people get on Carlo when you can have Lindholm with him. I mean, Carlo can be who he needs to be. Yeah. And doesn't have to do much else. And he doesn't have Grizzly that he has to be more physical than, and all this other stuff. And Lindholm is obviously great puck carrier. adds some, something offensively plays a lot of minutes. I think it really makes Carlo even better. And Forbort's a, a great penalty killer, one of the top sure. penalty killing defensemen in the league. So, you know, throw that into the mix. I mean, there's probably some better, like, top twos. Like, if you want to talk, right. you know, Makar and Taves and, and uh, you know, maybe Darlene and, and Owen Power, you know, up and coming. Um, you know, there's some, there's some great twosomes out there, but, it, you know, you want to go one through six. I don't know if there's any, I don't know if there's any teams that really are, are right there with the Bruins. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. And if you if you if you factor in like Grizzlick and Clifton and Forbort, I think that's better than now looking at Carolina Dahan and Gardner's hurt. Uh, was it Brady Shea? I mean, yeah. I mean, I I, I like uh, I like the Bruins. You know, one through eight, right? Even better than Carolina, probably. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see because they have also Mike Riley hanging around mm-hmm. and. Be interesting to see if they are to unload one or two of their extra surplus of defensemen. Uh, Chirp five has Linus Allmark entered the Hart Trophy conversation. I think he has. I think he has. I think. I think the 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 game that he played against Calgary, fifty four mm-hmm. saves, a franchise record. Um, mm-hmm. You know his save percentage. He leads the league in wins, leaves the league in save percentage, leads the league in goals against. Um, you know, goals against under two. Um, he's he's having an unbelievable season, scored a goalie goal. Unbelievable season. I think the only thing that may hold him back from that is the amount of games he plays. Swayman, uh, right. you know, plays a little bit more than your traditional backup does, I would say. Uh, so that might be the only thing that kind of keeps him out of maybe finishing, um, you know, top three or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I think it's probably still McDavid's to, uh, cause he's firing away points leader. I mean, he has 52 goals mm-hmm. now, I think. Uh, so um, I think he's probably the favorite, but I think all Mark has to be in the conversation now. I think so too. I mean, he's going to play less than 50 games, which, is going to be an obstacle. Last year, I think Shesterkin was third in the Hart Trophy uh, nominations, and um, and it was Carey Price in 2014-15 who was the last goalie to win the Hart. He played 66 games um, that year. So if you know if Lamarck was to play 47, 48 games, that might that might hurt his chances. And and McDavid is so. I mean, he had two more tonight. He has fifty two. He has yeah. one hundred and seventeen points. Like, it's so ungodly. And he's going to drag that team to the playoffs because no one else is really doing much of anything. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was invisible last night. Yeah, uh, you know, Drysaddle is excellent. I still think they should trade him uh, after the season. I think they should they should see what they could get for him um, and try to repair some of that the defense is bad. They did trade for Eckholm from, uh, from, from, Ekholm. from, yeah, from uh, Nashville. So that he'll add something to them. Yeah. Um, so I think they're beating the bag out of the Leafs tonight. So that's not a bad thing. Yeah. That's not a bad thing at all. You know, the Leafs, uh, you know, a typical Leaf stinker here and there. Uh, all right. Trip six, Bert, Brad Marchand find $5,000 for a quote unquote slew foot on Brookstrand. Uh, thoughts on that play? I didn't think it was a slew foot at the time. I I said I think I tweeted about it and said you know Bjorkstrand didn't go that didn't go how he thought that was going to go when Marshian kind of took him down after Bjorkstrand gave him a little cross check and and somebody had tweeted back like oh it's a slew foot and I watched the play again and I was like I I still didn't really see it. He kind of like hits his hit like the outside of his leg it looks like he taps it with his skate it didn't yeah, look he like he it. it didn't look like he kicked anything out or or like used his leverage to like put his leg under the guy at all it didn't even seem like right. his leg was under him so i i really didn't see what everybody else saw as far as that went i mean part of it might be you know i'm a bruins fan and that guy was a not a bruins fan so uh, maybe that's right. it, but I honestly I didn't really see much there. I mean, I'm I'll be the first to call him out when he's licking guys and punching guys in the face and and you know low bridging people and so forth. But it, I didn't really see much of anything on that play, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a ton of contact. I think that when his when his foot kind of moves forward, and his reputation and people just kind of it was kind of a perfect storm of Bjorkstrand is a little off balance. Marshan kicks his foot forward. He doesn't really hit him that much with it and then goes down and then people automatically with his slew foot history are going to say something about it. I don't think it was. And I don't think the lead thought so either. Look, he's been suspended, what, eight, nine times? Nine times, like, yeah. If, if he if he slew footed the guy, the, the league would have suspended him for a few games. Yeah. They would have. I mean, because they, they have no tolerance for Brad Marchand. So no. To say that he gets a $5,000 fine tells me that they just didn't think it was egregious enough to to give him a suspension. 
Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely right. If it was anywhere close to the line of a of a slew foot, he would have gotten. He would have got a. He would have had a suspension or a hearing at least something sure uh, because sure they don't tolerate him at all. He has a history, um, and even though he's kind of um, you know tried to be better about that whole thing, and he has been you know, the last handful of years here, um, they still hold it against him. Like he got a suspension and they clearly said in the video that the NHL player safety put out, you know, his history. Well, after a certain amount of years, you're supposed to wipe the history clean, but they don't with him for some reason. Uh, other guys, yeah, other guys around the league, they'll wipe the history away, but with him for, for whatever reason, uh, it's still there. And it's gonna follow him for the rest of his career. Uh, knowing the way he, knowing the way his mouth goes, I'm sure the hearings don't go very well. Yeah, I'm sure he's he's you know kicking guys in the nuts all over the hearing, you know, and calling guys out and yeah, and being you know condescending and sarcastic and the whole thing. So I'm sure that doesn't go well either. So I'm sure, I'm sure they don't like him at all. No, uh, but in that case, I think they have every they they want to suspend the guy. Trust me. Yeah. They want to. So, um, you know, he, he gets fined and it's a maximum fine, but it's, you know, it's 5,000 bucks and everybody moves on. Uh, I didn't think it was that egregious of a play. And if it was anybody else, there wouldn't be a discussion much of it. No. Uh, but it's him and that's the way it goes. Uh, Chirp seven with injuries to Hall and now Felino, do the Bruins need some more forward depth? I would like to see them get a guy. I would. I would like to see him get a guy that you could plug in maybe third line that could score mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, personally, I would love to see Nick Bukestad. That would mm-hmm. be the guy that I would go after because okay. he's got some size. He can score. Um, you know, Arizona's for some reason looking to get rid of good players. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, I, 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 you know, to me, that would be, that would be the guy I would want. Um, but, but I guess we'll see, uh, if they do anything else. I mean, I don't know what they can give. I don't know what, if they have any picks left, I don't think they have a second round pick for like four, five years or something. So like, I don't think they have a second round pick until like 2026 (laughs) or something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they could trade for the guy, but, uh, if it was up to me, that's who I'd want. And it's in, they need the picks so that people will retain salary. I mean, that's kind of the, yeah. the give and take there. So if, and they need salary retained, they, they only have like 300 grand in cap space. Uh, here's a couple of guys, a little bit off the grid. I wouldn't mind. Nick Benino will be one with mm-hmm. San Jose, uh, you know, with the Penguins, won a cup, yep. uh, good bottom six guy getting up there in age, but I think he would rise to the occasion in the, in the postseason. doesn't make a ton of money. Uh, I th- I'd like a, a Benino type and another guy who makes too much money probably and has a year left on his deal would be Adam Henrique yeah. uh, with, uh, with Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a center. He's had a pretty good year for them. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind him because he, he could play all, you know, all over the, uh, he's a left shot center. He could play mm-hmm. any of the forward spots there. So that wouldn't be a bad guy as well. But again, he makes like 5 million and he's on the books, uh, <clears throat> for next year as well. So that may not work out, but, uh, there's a couple, you know, those are a couple of guys, a guy like Benino, it can't be anybody, maybe even a Curtis Lazar that we're talking about that on sports radio today. I wouldn't hate that. Getting Lazar back, you know, that, that wouldn't be bad. He's making only a million bucks a year. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be a bad guy. He knows the system, knows the people, knows the players perform pretty well here. Mm-hmm. I think he could do that. He's a bottom, bottom six guy, good center as a fourth line center. Mm-hmm. You could plug in there. I wouldn't mind him either. Uh, I, I'm not on the Milan Lucic train. Uh, he's just, he just can't skate. He just can't play the style they play. They are about transition and moving the puck and, and moving it forward. And they play faster than they are as individuals. I mm-hmm. think the Bruins do yeah. because of the way they move the puck. I just don't think Luch can do it. I just don't think he can do it. And he makes a lot of money. Yeah, well, that's the that's the main stumbling block for me. If you could get him for some for short money, I I think he would be a fine uh, guy. You know, fourth line to to bang some bodies and and so forth. And and he's certainly tough enough. Uh, can ask uh, what what's the guy's name? He did one punch right hand. Uh, oh yeah, McDermott. Uh, what <laughs> I, I think, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
Um, but yeah, if you could get them for for short money, and and the and the Flames would retain a bunch of a bunch of money, and and you didn't have to give up much, I I wouldn't be against it. But um, you know, I think the money is probably a stumbling block there. Yeah, I think so. I think it was his was his wife who responded to a tweet tonight that said uh, bring bring him home or bring really bring bring the man home or something. I think it might have been. It might have been his wife that that responded to a tweet that talked about Lucci's coming back or wanting Lucci's back, and she's like, "Bring him home." Oh, Jesus! I tell you what, though, it would it would it it would electrify the garden, like the crowd, him and Hathaway out there just destroying people. Like the crowd, like the garden would be whipped into a frenzy. It would be something to see. I tell you, it would be something to see. That it would be that first game back would be electric. It would be, and and then you know. It's still Milan Lucic. Yeah. You know, it's still slow plotting Milan Lucic. Yeah. Like after a while that wears off. So uh I'd be I'd be apprehensive about him. Uh but maybe if Felino's better, if Felino's okay and you can bring Luch in and like again like I said, retain a bunch of money and and make it work, fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can long term IR one of those guys. You you get a little right. you get a little money to play with, and then you you, you know you can Tampa Bay that shit and have them all ready for the playoffs. Right. Well, the good thing about over overpaying Felino is now the, <laughs> the long term IR is a good, right. good check and change. Yeah, you know? they should do it with Hall because Hall's six. Do it with yeah, both of them. You get nine point eight. You can bring yeah. in you know. No. Jonathan Taves, I don't know. Bring in somebody. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> you want. Yeah. yeah, bring in absolutely. You know, I don't know. Paul Coffey or something. <laughs> <laughs> Play with the bottom six. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Pair him with Forbort. <laughs> coffee, <right>. Forbort, <laughs> Kylo. <laughs> right. yeah. Forbort, Coffee. Yeah. Similar players. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, will be live soon right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. Soon you'll be able to bet local on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use once the mobile sports betting hits Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call, text 800-327-5050 or visit help, help, help line mass, helpline ma.org, HTTPS helpline ma.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24 7 21 plus physically present in mass eligibility restrictions apply subject to regulatory licensing requirements eligibility and deposit restrictions apply opt-in required bonus issued as free bets terms at draftking.com slash ma all right time for beauties in benders and the three beauties for this week Number three is Charlie, Chucky Bright Lights, McAvoy. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. And he plays best when the lights are bright. An overtime game winner against Calgary. That ties him with Raymond Bork for the most OT goals in Bruins history by a defenseman with five. Wow. Pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty elite company there for, for Mr. Bright Lights. And, mm-hmm. and he's done it in a couple of fewer years. Than, than Raymond, yeah, uh, fourteen fewer. Yeah, Raymond didn't have the uh, the overtime three on three in the no. regular season though, so uh, he would have scored probably. Can you imagine Raymond Bork and three on three. Oh overtime? my God, he probably would have scored a, a few more. Probably yeah. would have scored a few more. A lot. Yeah. Uh, all right, beauty number two, Dmitri Orlov. I love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. Dmitri had a couple assists in his first game and had a couple of goals. And an assist. And an assist in the second game. Five points already for Dmitry Orlov. A terrific trade. A guy who's a workhorse, a fire hydrant. Yeah. uh, Plays a ton of minutes. Can play either side, like you said, uh, and a Stanley Cup winner. I mean, there's really not much to say. It's a great trade. Uh, I I was thrilled when I saw it. it, And uh, I'm still thrilled. 
right at this very yeah. moment. I'm thrilled to pieces. Uh, and also thrilled is our beauty number one, Linus Allmark. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. Linus is thrilled that his 54 save performance was did not go for naught. And he also scored a goalie goal, the first Bruins goalie to score a goal in a game. And he was also the third star of the month in the NHL of in February. Yeah, I mean, deserves it, honestly. Sure. Deserves it. Uh, been playing great all year. Uh, Bruins MVP, uh, no mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, he was the probably the primary reason um, early in the season that uh, the Bruins got off to such a hot start because mm-hmm. he was hot when they were missing some key, key guys, some key players in the, in the lineup. So he really kind of got them going and got them off on the right foot to start the year, and he's been uh, great ever since. He has been. And, um, all right, question for you. Seventh player award coming up at the end of the year. Does he meet the requirements for that? I don't know if he does because there are actual requirements now. Before <laughs> before it was just a fan vote. Uh, right. If it was just a fan vote, he would he would be the winner, hands down. Sure. Uh, yeah. But now I think it has to go to, like, a guy who's played only a certain amount of games with the Bruins or a certain amount of seasons or is new to the team or some shit. I don't know what the requirements are anymore. Uh, don't particularly care. Um, but uh, if you were going to uh, pick a guy to win it, to me, it's him. Uh, maybe a guy like Felino who had a, a really good bounce back year. Uh, Swayman's been great this year. I don't, did he win it last year? I don't know. I don't he, won, he won it last year. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I mean, if, if it was off fan voting, you know, Pasternak's going to be there. Uh, so, uh, even though he's not really kind of an unsung hero type of guy. Uh, but to me, it's it's probably Olmark and, and a guy like Felino would be the top candidates uh, you know, in my so, mind. You know who's a candidate? Any guy who goes from bender of the year to seventh player of the year is Trent Frederick. Yes, you're and right. He was he was bender of the year last year. Yeah. He was he was a bender the most of anybody on the planet. Him and Clifton probably. So Clifton's yeah. another guy probably you could another throw in there. Guy. Yeah. He's had a he's had a great year. So sure. so uh, yeah, the ben, the bendos bendos to heroes. The bendos to heroes. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> hey, it took it took a little bit of our motivation. That's right. To get those guys to kick it in gear. That's, that's right. It was all about the tough love, no it, doubt. It was. I mean, sometimes you just got to be tough. You just gotta you just gotta call it like you see it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right, so we're gonna jump into the benders now. Uh, number three is the Los Angeles Kings. Ah, the bender. Uh, Trading Jonathan Quick after 16 seasons, a couple of cups with like 20 games left in his career, probably. Just an absolute <laughs> dick Sadly. move. Oh, that was a bag over the head. Just an oh. absolute dick move by that franchise. Just terrible to do that it to is. a guy. And they said he was furious about he the was. trade. Yeah. Uh, and now it, it appears Columbus is looking to try to trade him to someone else. Right. Oh, does anybody want Jonathan Quick? We we just took him to to make the money work on the on the trade for uh, right. the, so the Kings ac- acquired Gavrikov and Corposalo for Quick and right. and uh, you know I don't know some picks probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he's not happy about it and he shouldn't be because that was an no. absolute gut punch dick move. Uh, you know they give Dustin Brown a statue, but this guy was the back the backbone of of a couple of a couple of cup wins, and mm-hmm. and you trade the guy, um, you know, in the twilight of his career, just an absolute dick move, terrible. Right. And, yeah, and, and by all accounts, the the, the Blue Jackets will, will either trade by order release uh, quick, so he'll never probably play a game in Columbus. He probably won't even go there. No. Uh, but I think Vegas is in on it. Maybe Buffalo. There was some rumors about maybe them trying to make a deal for quick. Uh, he hasn't been great this year. No. Uh, on a team that's first tied for first in the Pacific Division with Vegas. Um, and he's been, you know, obviously he's been declining. Uh, and like, you, and like I, you know, like we talked about, he, he's probably retiring if not at the end of the year, but very close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to do that to him. And I guess the team by all reports was kind of down about it. It sort of had a negative reaction in the locker room, which how could it not be? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to do that is just, uh, and I get, yeah, you, you, if someone wants it, to have him as an asset in a trade and it makes a trade work and you're trying to make you know, a, a playoff run, you're in first in the division, I get it. But that guy just needs to be off limits, doesn't he? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he probably does. And, 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 you know, this is the fans talking, the fans and, and the media and the players. And and they all have, you know, the same reaction that it's a terrible thing to do. But if you're a business guy and you're trying to improve your team and you're trying to make the Kings better for the future, you know, you go out and you get a younger goalie and you get a, you know, decent defenseman, I guess. So, um, you know, they're trying to improve the team. They're trying to make a push here for the playoffs. Uh, so you can't really fault the management. They have to do what they think is in the best interest of the team. And, and even if it's an unpopular thing and, and your players, you know, maybe are going to be pissed about it, you know, and maybe in the long run, they'll, they'll see it for the, you know, the move that it was of, of trying to help the team win. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because for quick, it's, uh, it is kind of a kick in the pants. Um, and, and we'll see what happens with him. He may, you know, maybe he goes to a contender and ends up being a backup with him and gets into some games and performs well, who knows, maybe, maybe it turns out well in the end, but, uh, Certainly not the way he wanted his career to end with the Kings. I tell you, it'd be interesting to see him if he does go to Vegas and Vegas somehow meets LA in the playoffs and uh, he gets to, uh, he gets to play against them. That would be, that would be something else. That'd be some, some good television. Uh, All right. uh, Bender number two, the Arizona Coyotes. Bender. Nice chicken trade dummies. I mean, the guy. Wow. Why? Why are they trading their good players? Like this part, I didn't. I, I never understood about why he was, he was available in the first place. So you have a you have a twenty five year old defenseman that everybody says is great. Your team is bad, so you you know the team's bad, but he's good, mm-hmm. and you haven't signed to a contract that is team friendly for like mm-hmm. two more years, and you're yeah. you're trying to you're trying like hell to trade the guy. You tried to trade him last year. You didn't, yeah. And you're trying to trade him again this year, and you finally succeed. But what you get is a conditional first and a conditional second, and a and another second in like, like you know three years from now, three, yeah, yeah, down the road. Yeah. That's right. an awful, awful trade. Yeah, it is. Because wouldn't you just you don't want the picks? You want the guy who's 24 years old who's already doing it. That's right. the whole point of the Mason Low ride. Do you want Mason Low ride? Right. Do you want Chikrin? Exactly. You want Chikrin exactly. because right. he's already proven he can do it. Right. And you're trading that guy for picks. Yeah. It's for picks. stupid. It is. It is. You, you train a guy who makes four point six million for the next two years, turns twenty five at the end of March. Yeah, uh, and is a good defenseman that people have coveted. Teams have coveted around the league, uh, including Boston, who made who made offers. Uh, Arizona made counters that Boston didn't want to bite on. Boston and other teams waited them out until hello, Ottawa jumps in. It gives them basically next to nothing. Yeah, to take them. I mean, it's a great tra- it's a great trade for Ottawa. If I'm Ottawa, I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, you Ottawa's know? doing some really nice things. They are. They're, they're under the radar. Uh, tr- uh, pickup of Claude Giroux has been terrific. He has sixty points. Yeah, uh, that was a great pickup for them. They've drafted extraordinarily well. They have they they trade for DeBrinket, who uh, Chicago never should have traded. In my opinion, no. Uh, so then you you stockpile all these good young players. Now you get Chikrin, and they're making a push to the playoffs. They're five points behind the second wild card. Like they're in it, yeah, uh, out of nowhere. So that's a team that's up and coming. In the next twenty games here or so, could could really make a move to make the playoffs. And Ottawa's done really, really, really well for themselves, stockpiling, making hitting on picks, and and picking up Giroux, and now picking up Chikrin. It's just uh, they've done really, really well. But Arizona should, I mean, you should as a league, you should really question whether they belong in it. Whoa. I mean, they're playing in front of 4,800 people. The team stinks. And now Austin Matthews, the hometown guy, they're going to try to make a run at him. You don't, if you're the league, you do not want him in Arizona. No. At all. No, you don't. You don't, you don't. want him. You don't want him there. They're, they should be building around the chickens of the world, not trying to unload them. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really get it. I don't, I don't get what their whole plan is. You know, it's a rebuild, but that's the kind of guy you would rebuild with. So sure. I, I just I just don't understand. I think they're I think they're morons. Uh, and they and like you said, you know, you really have to decide whether you you know they should be in the league or not. You um, should. You're absolutely. I mean, you should get a young player in return at the very least w- with that package for for a guy like Chikrin. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. Uh, and the number one bender is Nikita Zadorov. Ah, the bender. 
Uh, this is the guy who injured Felino with the hit. It wasn't a dirty hit or anything like that. Uh, I don't think it looked like it to like it may have been like a little knee on knee, um, dirty. Uh, uh, he steps up to hit to Brusque um, and gives up a two on one uh, that the Bruins score the tying goal on, uh, and and Calgary ends up losing. So uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> the, the thing is, is that. The the word around the league is that he likes to lead with his knee. Okay. Like that's kind of his thing. Like okay. He did it earlier with Marchand a little bit. Like he kind of went knee first in along the boards with him too. Like that's kind of his thing where he kind of like throws his knee in there in a certain angle okay. uh, every once in a while and has a little bit of a reputation of doing that. Um, but look, I, you know, those are not those, what he did was not winning plays and those aren't the types of plays that, um, you know, that it's going to help the team win. You, you had the Bruins on the ropes. You take a sellout play at the blue line with another guy there too. Two guys hit for DeBrusque. You take a sellout. Play well, Gavrikov knocked DeBrusque and his own guy down. And his own guy down. Yeah. So two guys down the down the ice, and <laughs> yeah. it's two on one in Orlov to Zaka score. Yeah. Like, and you had the Bruins completely dead to rights. You did, and that's just a terrible, terrible decision. It is. Um. So I I agree hundred percent. Bender number one, Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Without a doubt. Uh. All right. Bruins Bender's power rankings for this week, and it all, believe it or not. Stays exactly the same. Number seven, <laughs> Vegas. You just didn't want to do it this week. <laughs> six, one, and three in their last 10. Uh, the Rangers, number six, uh, six, three, and one in their last 10. They acquire Patrick Kane uh, to go along with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. So that's kind of a, a wagon. Re- reunited yeah. with the bread man. Reunited yeah, with Panarin. Uh, Panarin. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's a, so that's a good pickup for them. Tampa Bay is five, five, three, and two in their last 10. Uh, Toronto at four, losing tonight to the Oilers. So they've won three in a row up to that point and probably winning the deadline too. They've made some really good moves uh, to improve their team. And I think it is it has to be on the Bruins' radar anyway that they are really improving their squad. Yeah, they are. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly, you know, you get Jake McCabe and, and Lafferty mm-hmm. from, from Chicago, uh, Achari. So they're trying to fortify, uh, and and do they, it still comes down to do they have enough defense and goaltending? They have the forwards, no doubt about it. They have the mm-hmm. forwards. But do they have enough defense and goaltending to be able to beat a team that's really good, like Tampa with a great goalie or the Bruins that have, you know, depth everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, time will tell. Uh, time will tell. And number three, Devils, 7-2-1 uh, and one in their last 10. Carolina is second, 8-2 and two in their last 10. They're 18-4-6 and six on the road this season. And the Boston Bruins are 47-8-5, 99 points, a plus 97 on the season. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. That's ridiculous. They've mm-hmm. they're double the next closest yeah. guy. I to mean. make it to make to, to to put it in perspective, the Kings who we just talked about tied for first in the Pacific are even. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so now we'll go to the Bruins Benders Bedard Tankapalooza. And uh, coming in at number 30, Chicago, they traded Kane, and they are tanking. They're doing things correctly, trying to uh, strip all the talent off the team and uh, lose all the games and uh, try to get uh, Connor Bedard in there. Um, Coming in at number 31 is Columbus. They just traded for uh, Jonathan Quick. They did. They have 46 points. They are in selling mode. They're getting rid of everybody. Um, Gavrikov and Kopasalo gone. So, uh, you know, they still have Johnny Hockey, Patrick Laine, got some guys there. I heard, uh, I heard Laine's name a little bit today. I don't know if that'll happen, but I heard his name was kicked around a little bit. Yeah, he's not a real popular guy, it doesn't no. appear, uh, no. on his own teams. Uh, no. Guys in Winnipeg didn't, just hated him. Yeah, yeah. didn't really love him. Uh, no. These guys don't really love him. Doesn't seem yeah. to have a lot of chemistry with other other players, other people, no. Uh, no. might be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and coming in dead last, number thirty-two, your Montreal Canadiens are six and four in their last ten, and they're playing too well 
the tank. <laughs> they are playing too well, aren't they? I mean, my goodness. I mean, can there, you just do this right, please? There really is nothing worse in sports than constant mediocrity. Oh, it is. There's it's nothing worse trap. than it. There's nothing worse than having a you know having a football team that's eight and eight, or a baseball team that's eighty-one and eighty-one, or a hockey team yeah. that's you know forty-one and forty-one, or you know thirty-one. Yep. 31 and 10. I mean, there's just, there's <laughs> just, there's just nothing worse. Yeah, death than, trap. You know, like then eighth, eighth in the conference. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing worse than being like 10th in the conference constantly. Yeah. It's like you're not constantly. in the playoffs, but you're not picking yeah. high enough to get an impact guy. You're just nope. floating around the league, just mm-hmm. constantly playing with mediocre guys. You know, no one really gives a shit. You know, that fan base is, is rabid, so they'll, They'll let people know if, if things aren't going the way they want them to go. But, you know, if you're, you know, just a, just a mediocre team all the time, it, it's just yep. terrible. Like, who yep. wants that? I mean, who, who, who does? I mean, no, nobody does. Nobody it's does. Like, like you said, unless you, unless you hit on drafts that are you know, like middle of the first, second round yeah. every year, then you, you have no way out. It's just, it's the kiss of death. It really so is. So you either let it go like Columbus and Chicago and those guys, Arizona, you just let it all hang out or you just stay in mediocrity. And I don't see Montreal getting a hundred, a ton better uh, anytime soon, unless they have a clear direction on, on what they're doing. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but they are now 25th in the league out of 32. So that's, that's not, that's not, uh, bad enough. <laughs> yeah. They picked the wrong draft to suck in. They picked last year's right. draft when they got Slavovsky or whatever the yeah, guy's name is instead yeah. of this year's coming draft where it could have been Bedard or Logan Cooley or someone Fantilli, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fantilli. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, it, 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 it really just, uh, you know, whatever. You know, tough shit for them. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I, I hope you. Too much time on the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I hope you are mediocre for the rest of yeah. existence. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Prospect spotlight. And always difficult to do these prospect spotlights around trade deadline time because we don't know who will be on the team. <laughs> but uh, Ryan Mast, I think, will be uh, in the Bruins organization past Friday, and he's having a terrific year with the Sarnia Sting of the OHL. Uh, this year, the big defenseman has six goals and 20 assists, but the big the big number, he's a plus 24 when last year he was a minus 11. Okay. So the six-foot-five, 215-pound D-man, who's a six-round pick, is progressing. And they have, you know, you talk about Riley Duran, who is also a six-round pick. You know, some of these lower-round guys uh, are really progressing for them. That's good. That's good. And I think defensemen do tend to, uh, you know, some, not all, but tend to be uh, a little bit of late bloomers, uh, especially bigger guys kind of growing into their body and, and figuring things out and so forth. So, uh, yeah, the fact that he's, that he's uh, you know, having kind of a positive uh, in a positive season and, and uh, you know, playing better than he was previously is, is a good sign of good things. So uh, hopefully he can continue to do that and, uh you know, work his way to, to Providence and then hopefully up to the Bruins. Yeah. And a week ahead for the Bruins, uh, March 2nd, they will take on the Buffalo Sabres at home. That's a usually a trap game, schedule loss kind of game coming back from a West Coast swing. And then and Tage Thompson's been terrific for them. Mm-hmm. And then March 4th versus the New York Rangers and Patty Kane gets a taste of the TD Garden right out of the gate. As a member of the Rangers, they'll have a good crowd there. There'll be Rangers fans there. Should be a good atmosphere on Saturday. It should be. Should be. Yeah. Should be a fun one. It should be. Looking forward all to right. that. Uh, Bender's poll for this week, with all the movement in the NHL so far, particularly in the East, do you think the Bruins need to make another significant move? Uh, and we have this one on Twitter. 328 votes, so a good sampling size. Yes, comes in at 55%. So it was 55-45 on whether or not they need to make another significant move. Yeah, I would say another move. I wouldn't say significant because I don't really know, uh, number one, who's out there that is significant that they could Mm. get. And number two, could they afford it? And number three uh, is mm, maybe just one and two. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is significant to you a guy that come, that gets gets acquired and then plays a role 
every night. Like even if it's a bottom six guy, um, you know, a, 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 a third line right wing or a fourth line left wing, whatever it is, isn't that still fairly significant when the guy is going to play every night, and especially in the postseason, the guys in the lineup every night? Yeah, I mean, based on that definition, I would say that's significant, but that's what I would say is not really a significant move. If you're, if you're getting a depth guy for your bottom six, I wouldn't call that significant. Um, okay. But so like Brock Besser would be significant. Yeah, a Besser or a JT Miller or, you know, right. somebody like that would be significant. If you're talking about Nick Bukestad, I don't think that's significant, but I think that would be a huge benefit to the team. Right. You know? So Milan Lucic would be not Very significant, significant. <laughs> for Bruins fans, <laughs> for Bruins fans, significant yeah. for, for oh me, not significant. There would be uh there would be, you know, fluids galore. Yeah, there would be, there would be, there would oh, be my a goodness. A deluge oh, my of uh, a waterfall of fluids from, uh, <laughs> from, uh, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Wear your poncho to the garden on Saturday. That would be a tough one. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, it'll be, it remains to be seen. I don't think the Luchis thing will happen, but I think the Bruins will make another move. Uh, again, it won't be your definition of a significant, but I think they will get another forward. Uh, especially, look, this team is its average age is thirty, and and injuries are something we've been talking about for a while on this mm-hmm. podcast. Like that's the biggest concern: is an older team gets hurt. They yeah. get injured. And now it seems to be coming true with with Hall and Felino and no sick. And guys are getting dinged up. Krejci hits himself in the face. Yeah, DeBrusque, you know, DeBrusque got hurt. Yeah. Like DeBrusque gets hurt. <clears throat> like, you know, it, it's it's a thing. Um, you know, you, you're bound to see Carlo get hurt eventually. Like it's, it's a thing like it's, it's going, it could happen. So I, it, there isn't enough depth in my, in my opinion, uh, that you can have. So go out and get another guy if you can, if it's the right deal and if it's at the right cost. Um, you know, that's what I say. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you a few, a few quick trades before we sign off the last few and just tell me how you, who, who wins these ones. Okay. Uh, penguins acquire, Michael Granlund from the Predators for a second round pick in 2023. Uh, that is the Penguins. Granlund uh, will help them uh, significantly. And if he plays with Crosby, he's going to be fantastic. Yes. I think Granlund's going to be that. Uh, who was the guy they had um, uh, a, f- a couple of years ago? Uh, Hornquist. Yes. He's be that, Hornquist. Kind of, that kind of pickup mm-hmm. for them where he just, uh, you know, does, you know, performs really well in mm-hmm. the postseason. Uh, all right. Uh, San Jose Sharks acquire Vladislav Nemestikov from the Lightning in exchange for Michael Isimont. I don't know who either one of those guys is. <laughs> <laughs> I know Nemestikov, but I don't. Of, uh, I don't know Isimont at all. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a pesky. I will know, say. Uh, I will say whoever got Nemestikov. So uh, San Jose. So San Jose. Hell no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Vegas Golden Knights get Tenny Bluger from the Penguins in exchange for young defenseman and a third round pick. Uh, yeah, I think Bluger could help could help uh, Vegas. I think they need a little more forward depth with Stone hurt. Uh, yeah. So I, I think he he would be a good addition for them. Uh, Vegas, I think, wins that one. How about Vancouver acquiring Philip Philippe Hornyak, uh from the Red Wings for a conditional first in a second? That's a lot for Ronick. Uh, honestly. Um, so I would say, uh, I would say the Red Wings because Vancouver just, uh, they, I'm not sure what that's all about. I'll tell you this, their best, their best right shot prospect was the kid from, from the Sednika trade. Wasn't it Myrenberg? Like he, they were so thin (laughs) on prospects at right D that Myrenberg shot up the list for them. That's how bad they were. Like, that's how bad they were. So they need a right shot D. All right. So, yeah. There, there you go. Sure. Uh, all right. Hurricanes get Goth to spare from the Coyotes for a third round pick. Yeah, that's Hurricanes. That's a, yeah. that's a good pickup for them. I think he, 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 you know, you talk about guys who fit styles of play. I think he fits their style of play really well. Uh, he's a puck mover. He's offensive minded. He gets shots through, um, mm. you know. 
he he'll have a resurgence i think with them because um he showed some real flashes early on with the flyers when he was there uh and then kind of fell out of favor so i think uh that's a really good move for carolina yeah and here's the trade that i think is the best trade of the day and this team won the day i think other than ottawa uh, a sneaky good trade was colorado acquiring lars ellers I, I agree 100 percent. that's a good trade I he mean, is a he's a he's a, he's a yeah you know he's a yeah. and he's a kind of a pain in the ass to play against he's yeah. really really good responsibly uh responsible defensively uh wins face-offs penalty kills uh scores big goals it seemed like every time the bruins played the canadians lars eller fucking scored yeah. uh sure. so um you know He's a real good, sneaky good player. I think that's a good pickup for them. And once they get Landeskog back, they're going to be hitting on all cylinders. And that is not a team no. that I would want to see uh, if I'm no. one of the top seeds in the Western Conference no. and being can like, you oh, Vegas, Colorado, like, oh my God. I'm, I'm doing whatever I can if I'm one of those top seeds, whether if I have to lose like my last right. two or three games, <laughs> I am, I don't want colorado no. at all in the first no. round no. Uh, that is not who you want to see if you're one of those top seeds out west no they'll be getting right just at the right time they will be news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to hear some trade deadline news on friday two to four on the inside the ring facebook facebook page uh, we'll be going live live streaming and i'll be hosting two to four uh right up through the trade deadline on Friday. Go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app. Rate and review on Apple and subscribe and follow on the plat- podcast platform. Sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN and go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code ITR to get your bonus bets. Hey, everybody have a great week, and we will talk again next week. Go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Mm, Bye-bye.